0: This podcast is brought to you by Froggy Style Productions. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter for up-to-date information regarding this podcast and all the other awesome podcasts that we produce. If you would like to learn more about the podcasts that we produce, visit fsproductions.ca. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Groove Talk. Before we get into this episode of the podcast, I'm going to take a few moments here and thank the individuals who helped to make this podcast the best podcast that it can possibly be. So a very special thank you to Barbara Emerson, Wanda Smith, Brandon Nadu, Jeff Perry, Razavan, Katronescu, Tori Smith, and Tiara Penner. I believe that's it. I should really write those down because I recite those from memory every single time. And I'm always afraid that I have missed somebody. But uh, anyways, I did miss somebody. Quinn Rupert, thank you to you as well. Thank you very much to those people who donate to the show on a monthly basis. If you would like to be one of these awesome individuals, uh, check out our Patreon page. You can find it at patreon.com slash fsproductions. Uh, Yeah. If you would like to check that out, it would be much appreciated. You can find a link in the episode notes. Uh, The more you donate, the cooler rewards you do get. So check out all the reward tiers. And like I said, thank you very much to the people who are currently donating to the show. You help this show be the best that it can possibly be. And every dollar helps. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you are fans of the show, consider signing up for our newsletter. The monthly newsletter comes out on the first Monday of every month. Uh, The sign-up page can be found at fsproductions.ca. It's the very first thing you're going to see when you visit, visit the website, and you just type in your email, hit subscribe, and you are subscribed to the monthly newsletter. The monthly newsletter just keeps you up to date with everything that's happening at Froggy Style Productions. It lets you know when podcasts are being released, and it also gives you a direct download link to podcasts that have already come out. So if you would like to get all this awesome content directly into your inbox, consider signing up for the monthly newsletter. While you're at the website, fsproductions.ca, check out the online store. There's t-shirts, there's mugs, there's stickers, lots of cool merch. And again, all of your purchases on the online store help to support the podcast and make this show the best show that it can possibly be. If you are looking for a free way in which you can support the show, uh, share this episode with a friend. Uh, Leave us leave us, leave a rating or review on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play. Basically, wherever you listen to podcasts, if you leave a rating or review, it'd be awesome because algorithms suck and that is the way that we get the most amount of visibility is through good ratings and reviews. So yeah, ratings and reviews, they're good. Any podcast listening app, whichever one you use, whether it's iTunes, whether it's Stitcher, whether it's Google Play, ratings and reviews are awesome. Also, if you're just telling friends about the podcast, that's also really awesome too. Word of mouth advertising is what we rely on. So thank you to all the people who do share the show with their friends. Again, it means a lot. It helps us be awesome and everybody should be awesome. So thank you. On this episode of Groove Talk, I am joined by Jenna Henderson. Jenna Henderson is the co-founder and director of Slam Festival. Her and Jacob actually came onto the show about a year ago uh, to talk about last year's Slam Festival. And she is back to talk about this year's Slam Festival, which is titled Slam 3.5. So because of COVID and because of all the things that are happening in the world, this year's Slam Festival is... Going online. It's a complete digital event with uh, video releases. Uh, there's going to be a live interactive beer tasting as well as live music happening on September 18th and 19th. Uh, the beer tasting as well as the live music is being streamed on the Friday night, uh, September 18th, and I believe that, that is starting at 8 p.m. with the beer tasting Put on by Banded Peak Brewery. So that's going to be really interesting. I'm really excited for that. Also, we have some big news Uh, Groove Talk is actually taking part in this event, and Groove Talk will be going live for the very first time. In between the beer tasting and the music, we are going to be, well, I am going to be uh, conducting an interview with uh the bands that will be playing the the event and i'm really excited about it like i said it's the first time that we've ever gone live so it should be real interesting and it's going to be really cool i think it's i'm going to have a lot of fun with it so check it out uh the event like i said is both september 18th and 19th all all of the things all of the online content is completely free. Uh, there are ways in which you can get involved if you would like, uh, if you would like to take part in the interactive beer tasting, you can visit Banded Peak Brewery and pick up the four-pack. It's the Slam 3.5 four-pack, and you can get involved with that, you know, uh, get some friends together, taste some beer, learn about some beer, and then listen to some really cool live music. I'm really excited for this event. Event, and I hope that you are too. All the information about the event and Slam 3.5 can be found in the episode notes. Uh, So follow them on social media, visit their website, slamthefestival.com, for all the information on Slam 3.5. And I hope that uh, you guys, I'm not going to see you there, but I hope that you join us online and interact with us online because it makes it more fun for everybody. And like I said, It's all free, so why not check it out? Uh, Thank you very much to Jenna for all she does uh, for Slam Festival. Uh, She works really hard, and it's very impressive the amount of work that she actually does and i'm like i said really excited about the festival and i hope that you enjoy this conversation that i had with jenna it was lots of fun you're going to find out lots of information about slam festival about river surfing and about the upcoming slam 3.5 so thank you very much have a great day and i hope to again not see you there but interact with you online at slam 3.5
1: This is Groove Talk with Froggy Style.
0: Uh, welcome to another episode of Groove Talk, everybody. On this week's episode, or this episode, it's not really a weekly thing. Anyways, I am joined by Jenna, and we are here to talk about Slam Festival and the upcoming Slam. P- slam 3.5 event
1: hey how's it going i'm doing
0: good (laughs) uh i guess just uh, as a as a quick thing why don't you kind of introduce yourself and uh just give a little bit of background information on yourself and your involvement with slam
1: yeah absolutely um so i'm jenna and i am the director of slam festival uh and one of the co-founders as well and so we have been doing this festival for it would have been four years um and as we all know it's been a really interesting year for everyone so when we had the opportunity uh to switch the event into a a more virtual experience we decided that it wasn't gonna be wasn't gonna be like um, our traditional format as we like to say um and i was very hesitant to continue on this path of saying like okay this is the fourth slam because i i don't really fully believe this is completely representing what we do so we wanted to have a more playful term therefore we have slam 3.5 this year which is our virtual takeover
0: awesome and uh so you you have been on the podcast before you you and jacob came on last year to talk about slam the third slam yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um why don't we kind of go into, I guess, what's going to be different about this year's event compared to some of the other events, aside from the obvious, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah. But. laughs> I was going to say, apart from the obvious apart things. From the obvious,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, you know, we've all had to try and figure out how to make what we're doing Irrelevant in today's infrastructure and it's been an interesting experience for for everyone on you know Whether it be outside of the event industry on your day-to-day work life or your family life um, And then also within you know our event and other event hosts that I've spoken to this year um, It's been a, a very interesting process and quite a roller coaster for us this year um, we we're originally i'm trying to think of how it started i guess we originally were going to just fully cancel uh the event and that was basically even before the city had officially canceled the outdoor events um because at the point that they wanted to release that information it was too close to our planning process like deadline Um, it made it really hard so we're a small team of volunteers and we have a lot going on so we really do need a long lead time to make something of that scale happen which is very fair so the original intention was to just say you know what this is crazy (laughs) let's just give ourselves a break um and kind of carry on and Uh, It was actually just a little bit serendipitous that uh, one of our sponsors, so the really great guys of the field team of Red Bull, approached us with this idea of a digital event. And so I took that back to the team and we started brainstorming what that was going to mean in terms of how we view Slam Festival, which really has its own entity and culture. At least we're trying to give it its own culture. and, And I really do believe it does have that. And it's quite unique to what happens in Calgary Um, and then how are we going to take the elements that exist within our traditional format and make them digital and make them relevant um, and bring the joy that we have in our traditional format into this digital event and also just the logistics of it as well too. So that was part of the process.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I guess maybe can we uh, run down a little bit of what Slam 3.5 is going to look like?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So there was a ton of brainstorming um, and so many amazing ideas brought to the table. I was actually, I was so impressed when, you know, we brainstormed as a team and everyone brought something a little bit different and and it was really great. Um, So what we ended up, bringing in was and there were some events that uh, came from the original brainstorm that didn't quite make it, unfortunately, but that happens. Um, So we pared it down to two days of digital activations and it's going to be a combination of live interactive events, but then also just some pre-recorded content that helps people understand a little bit of the storytelling of our association and our community. So on the Friday, you're going to see a video release that is a bit of a story of our lifestyle as what it's like to be a a Calgarian surfer. Um, And after that, we're actually um, releasing some video content of pieces that exist on the um, Alberta River Surfing Association website regarding kind of how to's and safeties and etiquette. Um, that honestly, I think a lot of new surfers just skim past, or maybe they don't know how to find it. Um, and we find as we're growing this community quite rapidly, we really want people to be aware of the etiquette and the safety and how to be a positive part of this community. So we're making that into digestible video content, easy to, easy to watch, easy to understand, um, and just very much in a a virtual 2020 landscape. Um, Then we're going to go into a live interactive event. So that's going to be a beer tasting with Banded Peak. Um, and honestly, I've never, I've done a wine tasting, but I've never done a beer tasting. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how this rolls out. So I think that's going to be really fun. We really encourage everyone to ask questions and interact in these. I think it's so much more fun, even if you're just commenting or saying if you, if you like a beer or if you spilled your beer, or, I don't know, anything. Just just take part. It's really going to liven up the whole event. And then, uh, And then after that, we have a couple bands. So TBD, we're going to announce the bands really soon. And we're super stoked to have some great Calgarian bands in the lineup. And I'm really excited to release that information. And then on Saturday, we're going to start off with a morning stretch. So a yoga session uh, with Mallory Chapman, who's one of our local surfers and yoga instructor. Um, and then we're also, during that day, going to release a really interesting story um, regarding the 10th Street Wave. And I actually i am very excited to release this project because there's a lot of really cool history that people don't really know about. Um, And it's going to be a pretty short video, talks a little bit about the past and how that wave was formed, how we use it presently, which is a big part of Slam Festival, and then what those big plans are for the future that are very relevant to the community. And I think people have a lot of questions about that. Um, So definitely watching this video should give you a little bit of information regarding that project. And then uh, lastly, we are going to announce the winner. So we're actually, we have already launched our first virtual surf contest. Um, So that's currently running. And what I love, this is actually um, some of Jacob's inspiration that he brought into this. Um, And this is why I really love this contest. So it's open to every ability. And really the purpose is to just have fun and to let us know why you love surfing or why surfing makes your life better. Um, so what we've asked is that you submit a clip and we have it all on our website of how to submit clips. It's fun through our website. It's very simple to follow. So you can submit your clip separately if you want or you can piece them together, whatever your technical ability is. Tell us in a sentence or two why you love surfing or why surfing makes your life better. And then just a couple clips of you having fun out there. And then there's three categories and we're gonna draw a winner. So again, I very much say, that doesn't really matter like how well you surf just take part it's a really big community project and all of that content is actually going to be very meaningful to the association we're going to be able to use it for future campaigns
0: yeah no uh, 100% and something that I'm actually very excited for is actually some of this video content that is being released awesome um, because coming to slam festival and like the whole river surfing thing from a different uh so, like i didn't get into it through the surfing i got into it through like the music and the event
1: which is awesome yeah, I love that <laughs> yeah
0: so like I, i'm really excited to see some of this video content and like the i know that there's going to be the the guidebook or the how-to with the etiquette and all that like i'm really excited for that because it's just something that like, I still have, like, very little knowledge on. So <laughs> I think it'll be very valuable to just, like, kind of put that information out there for sure.
1: I love that. I, yeah, I think just giving a little bit of a visual perspective of what our community is like and, and ideally making it in, like, a fun, exciting, inviting way mm-hmm. um, is something that we've never really been given the resources to do. So if I'm going to take, you know, that... Optimistic, positive note out of that situation is we have definitely been given an opportunity through um, the crazy pivot that we've had to make to create content that is uh, necessary, I would say, and very, very valuable to our association as a whole.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, And just to touch on the the surf contest thing. uh, Mm -hmm. So when people are entering the surf contest, is it... Are, are they assigning which category that they are entering into? Or is it like you guys kind of assigning the categories? Yeah, so?
1: good question. Um, so <laughs> I'd like to say there's, in this contest in particular, there's really no hard and fast rule. If you end up picking a category that doesn't in hindsight really fit you, it's not going to matter, but we did create categories just for the sake of sorting people out and giving everyone a little bit of guidance. So the way we did it was uh, local Calgary and I say local Calgary, but you could, you know, live in the bow Valley region, I guess like a Calgarian ish surfer. So that's a beginner level. And then we did the same category and an intermediate. So, you know, those people that may, there are some surfers out there that can actually do tricks. I'm not one of them, but <laughs> they exist and it's really impressive. So, you know, maybe you have like a really good Ollie or a three under your belt or you know maybe you have some really solid slashes like you can go into that category if you want um, and then we actually open it up to an international category as well um, you know I'm ner- nervous hesitant I really hope some people enter um, we have full intentions of making sure that even if they're overseas they get their prize if they're the winner um, but we have some amazing sister communities in the US um, over out east and Canada and then overseas in Germany um, that all kind of interact and take part with people in our communities. so I'm hoping that they're going to feel you know inspired to engage with what's happening overseas again because of this very like unprecedented situation that it could connect us on a much larger scale
0: Mm -hmm. cool um and i guess uh, another question about uh the event for the for the virtual beer tasting uh are people at home going to have the opportunity to uh say purchase a four pack or something from bandit peak to take in and be part of that or
1: yeah definitely a good question so yes we've arranged for banded peak um to arrange to have the specific four beers so i did list them on the site um in case there's any confusion or if maybe you're curious of what beers we're going to have in the four pack um, but you can go to banded peak brewery and then pick up the specific slam 3.5 four pack um for the event and uh so i would just say yeah go ahead and do so ahead of time so that you can participate um, you know we, we might force see some people wanting to socially distance themselves which is why we want this to be interactive so they might be at home um, or with their family or maybe a few friends that know each other really well and feel safe around each other might have a small group gathering and then they can all log on together so you're having like a mini party within like a bigger party (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i'm really excited to see how that rolls out
0: yeah yeah no that i think that's uh it's one of the more interesting ideas too of the whole event—the interactive beer tasting thing. It's, it's cool because it's like I've over the, it's actually really just been a year, but I've really become kind of like a craft beer snob. Oh, okay, okay, all right. <laughs> so I'm really excited for this event. Awesome. Uh, I love Banded Peak; they're a cool local brewery. Like. Uh, and it's, I just like learning about beer and, like, what I'm drinking. So I, I'm pretty excited for the interactive beer tasting. Me as well,
1: actually. And and on that note, absolutely, I've done, I mean, like, maybe two wine tastings in my life. And it probably wasn't really paying attention. But yeah. I love the process of it. And I very recently actually did a cannabis connoisseur course oh, cool. as well. So the certification. And that was beyond fascinating for me. So I, I absolutely agree that this is going to be uh, a fun new experience and I really want to take it as such. And And, you know, if you if participants want, obviously, it's just free to tune in. If you just want to sign on and see what's going on and listen and chat there's really no obligation to do anything in any certain way. And we just wanted to bring this uh, opportunity within the hangout to create more of an experience. So mm. take from it what you will. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So I guess um since I guess, how have you seen uh, kind of river surfing kind of grow in Calgary? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's something that I wasn't even aware took place in Calgary until uh slam the can i think it was th- th- two years two ago, years think, ago. Okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two summers ago yeah, yeah. yeah not last summer but the summer before so that was the first time i even become became aware of river surfing wow so i guess how have you seen river surfing grow since you kind of became involved with it
1: yeah. Oh my gosh. It's, it's grown so rapidly. So, um, river surfing, as far as I know, and, you know, I learn a little bit every year from being a part of the association, um, has existed for like at least 15 years in Calgary specifically and oh, then like wow. surrounding regions. I hope I said that right. Sorry, Neil, if I didn't. <laughs> um, but I but I believe it goes quite far back. And and you'll we'll talk we'll touch on that actually in the video that we're gonna release. Um, and so I started, it would be five years ago now. I've lived, yeah, so it was a year after I moved to, to Calgary just on a whim. I was biking by and I saw the people in the water. And I love surfing in the ocean and I now love river surfing. So, um, I just showed up with my board and, you know, and at that point there was a handful of people, um, that participated and the community was, um, it was is really niche and just as friendly as it is today but there wasn't really like a lot of resources and there's there's now there's more resources so that's a key differences uh i think the association has done a really good job of creating resources to help people understand um you know again safety i'll always continue to talk about safety i think it's a really big part of what the association does um and then also lessons so lessons kind of existed but now um they have them actually downtown calgary and that really increases the community as well too in in a great way Um, because what outlier does is help people understand um, the etiquette the safety and community aspect of it. And then they get to, you know, have that very safe environment to do so, and then they can come back on their own time as well. Um, and so the influx of people wanting to surf this tiny wave in Calgary has has ex- like exponentially increased over the years. Um, and that's, it's so exciting, um, but you know, it also just wants us, uh, makes us want to get this project done more and more, and, and you can't really rush a project like this it's it's so huge so and that's just in calgary um but over in our wave the mountain wave and the kananaskis uh we're definitely seeing new faces there all the time Uh, and that's a beautiful wave it's a great intermediate wave um and it is a little bit harder to find too and not on purpose it's just where it was built um and there's actually some pretty clear instructions of how to get there um but uh we're seeing a lot more of the the mountain folk uh bringing like coming in especially um you know people from australia who you know actually do know how to surf and they come across this really interesting phenomena um so you're seeing a lot more people like Canmorians and banff people um at the mountain wave and then we're also seeing um a lot of these like really great awesome beginners being part of the community in the 10th street wave but it's been a it's been a rough year this year for river surfing (laughs) the water levels were high for months okay yes so okay.
0: yeah i guess uh so high water levels are bad for <laughs> like <Yeah>. i'm completely <laughs> well
1: in, in our case yes and, and you know it's it's interesting you know how you say it like that because yeah i, I guess um it, it really it really depends on where you are so okay. you know if we're looking at river waves globally some high water levels are really great some low water levels are really great and some waves only function like a couple weeks to a month a year okay so we're pretty fortunate um with the waves that we have where the mountain wave it it pretty much functions all year round unless the water level is too high so basically what happens is that there's too much volume and it flattens out okay yeah there's just no shape there's a bunch of interesting science around it that i only semi understand Um, but yeah you uh, the there is a certain flow rate that is optimal for the mountain wave um and then same thing with calgary it's it, that one's a little bit tougher. So the mountain wave is bedrock, so the shape can be manipulated a lot more easily. Okay. But in Calgary, that there's a lot of rock underneath, and it really changes the shape of the wave in terms of, like, inflow and outflow. Um, and that's something that we definitely touch on in the 10th Street video as well.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Um, I, I think we maybe touched on it a little bit in the last podcast, but just to maybe as a little refresher, like, these waves, are, are they man-made phenomena or are they like just kind of naturally naturally occurring and you go and find them
1: (laughs) uh so are you speaking specifically of the ones that we use like the mountain yeah 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 definitely so they are uh, a little a little bit of both i would say so uh, we'll start with the mountain wave which i like to call uh manipulated um, so it had a natural drop built into the river and it has this kind of divot that forms the wave but the association builds up and around that to actually like make a shape and they can change the dynamics of it according to where certain rocks are placed and some logs and, and things like that and there are actually um, some plans to even improve that structure into something adjustable in the future so we'll see how that goes Okay. yeah it's, it's hard to say of course in, in the very early stages but we would like to continuously see that wave develop and hoping to see more waves in the Kananaskis River as well um, I mean more so to like accommodate the amount of people but then also the different levels because that is like I said a little more intermediate so it would be great to have a beginner level wave out there too just to help people you know do everything again step by step safely okay and the, uh, the Calgary wave that uh, was actually formed from bridge pilings And uh, well, again, we'll briefly touch on this in the video release, but essentially it's had some ins and outs through the years where um, so there's bridge pilings on the ground there and that formed the wave. So in that like 15 year around. So mark and then um, it got filled in somehow. I think some rocks filled it in or a big rock fell in something along those lines. And then when there was the flood in 2013, um, it actually pushed everything out so the wave formed again okay so yeah it came back so we we've actually um can't legally do anything <laughs> there there are some rocks that we'll say have built up to help direct the water in the right way at the 10th street wave um, we can't do much to change it though at this point so we're pretty fortunate that it exists
0: yeah mm-hmm. and and uh, so is is it like kind of legal things that are keeping you from changing the way they're or- or is it just kind of like an an impossibility or uh
1: no it's it's definitely a legal a legal issue so yeah you can't you can't mess with the 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 water and the ground and it's it's can be a combination of things but it could be bad for the environment and yeah you you don't really want to change anything uh too much and so it's yeah for for safety and environmental reasons we can't
0: okay awesome Um, so I guess for, for those people who don't know, uh, slam is a nonprofit and all of the proceeds actually go towards, uh, you know, the, Alberta river surfing association and to help make these waves possible and better. And, um, so I guess what, what is some of the plans, uh, for for the proceeds of Slam 3.5, what what are we going to be doing or using those for uh, for river surfing and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So for the Slam Festival funding, we do try our best to recirculate that back directly into Slam and to help increase that specific project um and so when we look at the alberta river surfing association as a whole we have what we call subcommittees Mm. so slam festival would be considered a subcommittee so it's like yeah we have a team and uh i believe what like how it is meant to work is one member from the team needs to be on the board Uh, so that's myself and then um then you kind of attach yourself to the association and you Uh, represent the association and then all of you there's like so many other logistics in terms of like how you operate financially and and everything there Um, so with the slam 3.5 funding we're definitely going to do our best to bring that directly back into our traditional format for next year Um, and if not it might be something similar to a a virtual event we I'm sure we now realize we have no idea how next year is going (laughs) to (laughs) look so we'll just kind of you know cross that bridge when we get there Um, and then if not it could go into some other future projects um as well we definitely have a few things up our sleeve which are really exciting um but one of them is essentially starting to build on a surf center down at 10th street and we're not exactly sure when that project build will necessarily start um, but it could be could be the fall it could be the spring um it could be even further out than that but it's definitely something that's on our radar so we're really um, working on creating a permanent space there that will, in the future, also help Slam Festival.
0: Okay, cool. Mm. Um, so, like, I don't know if it's because I've taken more of an interest in river surfing or something, and the you know the dreaded algorithms are <laughs> <laughs> just showing me more about river surfing. But I've definitely noticed an uptick, like on social media really? and just like on the internet in general th- about river surfing. So. Uh, do you are we get like are you guys getting a lot of like inquiries into it from new people uh interested in river surfing or
1: oh yeah so we actually have a um a facebook group um i'm trying to think of the name of it i think it's called alberta river surfing discussions okay um and so i and i think you i'm trying to remember if you need to ask to go into it. But I mean, we accept people, accept people, of course, so we just like monitor it. Um, and that's where we get the most questions. That's generally where you're going to see the discussion around, you know, um, if you're new, um, how you do this and that, where do you find information? Where do you find gear? Anything that comes up, or if you want to carpool out to the mountain wave, or just, hey, you don't want to surf by yourself, which is definitely something that, you know, we don't recommend you doing, so if you want to go to 10th Street, you're like, hey, I want to go to 10th Street, anyone else want to go that day? Um, Anything that falls around there, that's generally where we're going to find those inquiries. I don't get much on Slam Festival, but we also do try and keep Slam as a a brand in a way, so it has its own entity that's really a lot more event-based, and we, of course, do want to represent, you know, people within that association, but, what I would generally do is I would direct them to the Alberta River Surfing Association just to make sure they're getting all of their answers, uh, questions answered yeah. um, properly. Um, but in a more casual format, absolutely. They can just go to that Facebook page, the Alberta River Surfing Discussions. And, and it's kind of just community monitored. So almost anyone can just answer questions. Like if you know, they'll just comment to you and, and get you the information that you need.
0: Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I think that's, like I said, just, coming from somebody who has like no idea or had no idea about it and uh it's really kind of hard to know where to start you know absolutely uh so i think like i said like i said i think this is this whole digital activation is going to provide people with a really good starting ground if they are interested of like where to go and like maybe some of the etiquette and stuff because one of the the scariest things about being a beginner for me is not looking stupid in front of people, but like getting in people's way, you know, who, oh, and, I, and not knowing, you know. I relate
1: to that so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely go through that uh, in the ocean more so. I'm obviously, you know, comfortable here, but. Every time I surf in the ocean, that's, like, my biggest fear is getting in the way of other people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, Because, yeah, yeah, it's like starting a new thing, you're going to look stupid. But I just don't want to hinder the people who are there, especially <laughs> uh, with something like surfing, a good wave comes around only exactly, you know so <laughs> i don't want to be the reason for that person to miss that opportunity oh, so. man,
1: okay well that's and i can definitely say i relate i agree and I, that definitely makes sense in in our community and what happens within like the calgary wave and the mountain wave is everyone is incredibly encouraging and welcoming and and we don't want anyone to ever feel discouraged about their ability um I've, I've seen on so many different occasions like people show up and they just ask a few questions. Um, you can ask for pointers or people will just offer them freely depending on how they, they interact with you. Um, and absolutely, if there's a moment, especially when, you know, they see someone new and they're getting the next step, like they're getting in the pocket or they get their pop-up, like everyone cheers for you. Everyone that is there to support you because they see that you're trying and that you're having fun and, and that's really enjoyable. So, I mean, of course, you know, we're, we're cheering on everyone in every bit of the process and, and that makes it really special. It's really enjoyable for that reason.
0: Yeah, no, for, for sure. And I, I feel like that kind of makes it a little bit more accessible too, you know, Hopefully. um, Cause yeah, you like you don't want to be the person who's out there by themselves and you don't know anything and you feel stupid or whatever. But uh, do do you guys see a lot of like uh, younger people? kind of trying it out or? um
1: so i mean when we say younger are we are we talking like under 12 or are we saying like teenagers uh, yeah or... yeah well,
0: let's say let's go with under 18 under 18 yeah. okay
1: yeah so not a ton yeah. um and i think that's a combination of resources maybe yeah. at this point so we'll we'll use two examples um, so i would say in terms of the mountain i have seen a couple of youth there but you do need to be a pretty strong swimmer you need to come with someone that is is helping you out you know generally or and, and we do actually see like kids from the kayak community so they're very comfortable in that water so that's cool so that's kind of how they would try out surfing okay um when it happens in calgary it, and it can also sometimes just be like the gear like i don't know if outlier has rental gear for like under a certain size oh, okay. so they probably have a board and a life jacket so that's good so maybe they don't have the booties or the wetsuit so there could be some some you know things like that stopping them um but certainly if you know there's someone under 18 that has the ability level that that feels confident um you know and has understood like the safety measures and wants to go in then that's awesome and we really do want to see more youth out there we do want to make sure that they're safe when when you know they're getting in the water um and that they have an understanding of what the safety measures need to be. Um, and some of it is actually posted at uh, 10th Street. There's like a little bit of information there, not a, not a ton. Um, and But in the future, we would love to be teaching this as, as an association. And I think that'll come in time with the proper growth. But to actually provide um, what could be like youth life-saving course or like river safety course, you know, something along those lines, which would relate to what happens in the river surfing community but I think it's just better for river users in Calgary in general
0: Mm -hmm. yeah no I definitely agree I think a lot of people I don't know if it's because you know you live by a river all your life or whatever but they kind of take the they not for granted but they're not maybe as aware as they should be of how dangerous a river can be absolutely and uh you know you see it when you know people go out floating or whatever and so i don't know Uh, i think that that's good i think people should be aware of the power of water and rivers in particular um so it's good that you know that knowledge is being provided and uh put out there i guess
1: absolutely and and i mean to that point we do see a lot of people very i guess casually recreationally using the river to float um and Especially at 10th Street, because I think that's really the only most like active water area on the Bow River that people generally pass. We have seen so many perfect examples of unpreparedness yeah. <laughs> there. And uh, and luckily for those people, river surfers, have. I would say, and all of the times that I've been there, at least, I can personally say that the river surfers have helped resolve the situation Mm -hmm. um, because of their resources or, you know, their comfort or being able, I've, I've seen a full family raft flip upside down on that wave. So like a very large raft um, flip upside down. And at least one of the children was underneath it. Oh yeah. And the mother, she was screaming. I don't like, she was panicking. Of course, I'm not sure if she knew how to swim. So I don't know if she was like, I want to save, my child but I can't or if she was just kind of in shock and not really knowing what to do about the situation so uh, like a surfer had to go over and like they a couple of them actually picked up the raft and, and flipped it and, and everything was fine and I'm sure luckily there probably was an air pocket underneath because of the way like rafts are yeah. but I couldn't imagine how scary that was for the whole, for the whole family thinking, Oh, we're having so much fun. This is great. You know, this is meant to be a really great thing. And then suddenly someone's drowning yeah. and they don't know how to do anything about it. And that is just one of the examples that we've seen there. Yeah. Um, so we, we do definitely feel that um, a representation in terms of like what river safety means, means to Calgarians um, needs to be more apparent.
0: Yeah, no, I, de- I definitely agree. Cause, and also it, uh, you know if you have negative experiences on the river like that even though it relates nothing to like it doesn't relate to the surfing community at all mm-hmm. it might make people government officials the public just less uh encouraging of people using the river in that way you know what i mean so
1: absolutely and i and i think that's certainly a take that someone um or a side that someone could certainly take yeah. in that situation is um is the fear yeah that that goes along with it um and so we I think the association does a, a really fine job of of posting as much information regarding safety and trying to make it as accessible as possible um, as far as we can in this moment to to help navigate those situations and I think we're always going to learn along the way too so we're not always going to be perfect about it um, but if we're evolving and understanding the safety measures needed as the community grows and what that means to us and the city, um, then I think that should mean a lot as well.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And it's, it's good that, like I said, it's good that that information is being provided and it's getting out there to the people who need it. And, uh, I guess my only thing on that is, if you are going to use the river, uh, just be aware. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, be aware of what you're doing in your surroundings, and uh, just understand that it is a river. It is a force of nature, and it's not always going to go the way that you might expect it to. So,
1: hundred percent. Ask yeah. ask some questions yeah. to you know a couple people yeah. <laughs> that have done it before, yeah. maybe. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's a good start. <laughs>
0: uh, so I guess getting back into the festival a little bit, uh, we kind of touched on it, but. But what is maybe one of the the bigger challenges that COVID has presented uh, in planning even an online event?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, So the two (laughs) many challenges, but we'll (laughs) we'll stick to what I would say the two main challenges were how it shifted our funding, um, because our funding is very much related to the traditional format. And that's understandable. I mean, uh, we pretty much work off of grants and sponsors, for the association. Um, and to create a, a solid sponsorship and an offering of a sponsorship, you generally work off of the space and the experience that that sponsor can provide to a lot of people. Mm. And that changed completely. Um, and so we're so fortunate that Banded Peak wanted to be a part of this. And we were able to find something that aligned really well with them, um, because we unfortunately couldn't do that with everyone. And, and that was that was tough for us. So we we definitely needed to figure out how to budget accordingly. And then again, find the funds and the best way and then we were very fortunate to get a grant from both Travel Alberta and the city of Calgary Um, and so everything in the end we were able to make work within our capacity and the resources that we were given and then the other one was um, I know as you mentioned we're a team of volunteers and was a lot going on and, and we've kind of adjusted to this traditional format and, and we kind of have an understanding of how to operate these things. But now to to learn something completely different um, it put a lot on our plates and there were so many questions. And so we had to navigate, you know, how do we make these digital events function and and market them and uh, make them exciting uh, and what that looked like. So there was a lot of brainstorming back and forth in terms of, you know, what happens live uh, what do we pre-record? How long are the videos? Like, all those questions that come along with creating that content. Um, we, I think we really stretch ourselves in a, in a good way, but you know, everyone, you know, puts their hat in the ring to, to make the most out of this situation and, and bring their experience to the table. And it's been so impressive how it's all developed.
0: Hmm. I, I agree. Uh, just being involved in it a little bit more this year as well. It's, hmm it's kind of neat to see how it all comes together in a non-traditional format, but I'm sure it would have been the same in a traditional format too. It's just like, it's cool that it's just a team of, you know, dedicated volunteers who do what they can when they can. And that is kind of what builds this event, Mm -hmm. which is, it's very cool to see. And like I said, it's been cool to kind of see how that whole thing comes together uh, Cause it's the first time I've been on like kind of the back end of the whole planning process. So, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it's neat. And I'm, I guess I haven't really said it, but I, I have taken a little bit of a, uh, I guess a role yeah. in, in helping this, this uh, slam 3.5 go forward. So that's Absolutely. been really, it's been really cool to do. And like I said, just a cool experience to see how that whole thing comes together. So,
1: it's I and, and I think in terms of like how you become involved was was a very awesome um, organic connection um, initially having asked to interview myself and Jacob which we were so excited about um, and then uh, getting to know you a little bit and, and understanding what you do on your spare time and um, and we're always at the festival and I, I would even just say this to to yourself but people in general I mean we're always looking for people who might want to maybe hone skills in a certain way. Um, or if they're, um, looking to try something different, like say in your mind, you're looking to, you know, change careers, but you can't just like get a job without experience. That's like this lifelong challenge. So, you know, volunteering for a, for a, you know, a large scale event like this, you can actually start flexing those muscles. And, and, and this is a very professional format, but also like a very small team mm. as well. And, and that's what I've really taken out of it. And I, I've learned, so much along the way and things that I had absolutely no experience in. And it was just from kind of being forced to execute things that just had to happen. Um, and so, you know, I definitely love having someone that focuses on the music. It's something that I just did, um, as the director, because it has to be done. Um, But absolutely, it would be great to always have someone in our team that focuses on a category. We have Andrea who does the volunteers, like what a huge role that is Mm -hmm. um, when we have our traditional format. Um, It's such a huge undertaking. It can be communicating with 100 people Mm -hmm. sometimes. And so that's amazing. And, And we're looking for someone who manages just the logistics, because, again, if we're looking at going into our traditional format, there are a lot of um, physical pieces that need to go into building that. And there's a lot of, again, like communication and coordination that happens and then just bringing all of these pieces together. So yeah, I would definitely love to continue to have, you know, yourself within the, the music side of this and to continue to, to continue to build that. I think, you know, anytime that you can focus on one thing, you do it better. I think that's kind of like a general statement that people like to say, I guess, or that on the opposite side, that multitasking is not is doing many things not so great. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) didn't say that very well, but but no, absolutely. Like in an ideal world, on the slam festival side, if we could have um, you know ten amazing able volunteers like yourself to each focus on their individual thing. and then I can help kind of connect those dots. That would be amazing. That is the type of, um, well-oiled machine that could make, um, you know, a, a a project like this really flourish. Mm.
0: I definitely agree. And one of the things that definitely attracted me towards Slam Festival was just, uh, the, the community aspect of it, not, not just like the music, obviously there's really cool music, but, <laughs> uh, but like the whole community, like it's a, just a really like tight community of mm-hmm. like solid individuals who are all working towards, uh, the same goal, which is to just like bring river surfing to Calgary and to, to Alberta, but like just making it available to the most amount of people possible. Yes, which I think is cool. So awesome! yeah, thank
1: you. We love that. We we definitely hope that, uh, you know, people especially coming from the outside, like I love hearing about, you know, someone who doesn't river surf and having a positive experience, because I really do think that's the purpose of Slam Festival. Mm. Um, It's something that you should enjoy, whether you surf or not, ideally. And when we talk about, you know, uh, river surf culture, it's it's really that surf lifestyle that we think, you know, it's going to that that beach in California and hanging out with your friends and, you know, enjoying that day in the sun. Um, And that's what we really want to have in Calgary is, you know, maybe a couple of you surf, but you all get to hang at the beach and you all get to like, go listen to some music after, or, you know, whatever that looks like. It's, it's all of the things that surround that, that we want everyone to feel welcome in um, all ages, no matter where you come from, what you look like, what you believe in that you should definitely be welcomed into our community and enjoy it.
0: Awesome. Uh, so I guess just the final kind of question is what, what is one of the things that you're most looking forward to personally about slam 3.5?
1: Hmm. Let's see. Oh my God. This is, this is such a hard question. It's like, it's like picking between my children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, cause I really am so excited about all of the indiv- individual pieces. Um, I think, I think the main event this year, and we do in the traditional format, we call one of the events the main event, because sure. it's the one that you buy a ticket for usually. <laughs> um, but I think the main event is really going to be the beer and the bands. Um, it's, it's going to be super fun. It's going to be different from what we've ever done in the past. It's going to be interactive. So this is, you know, really the one where I would hope to see the most people engage in and enjoy. So that is the one that I really want to encourage people to take part of. It's also to your example, the type of event, which you could enjoy it if you river surf, or if you don't river surf, you know, that's, that's us bringing, anyone into our community as 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 far reaching as possible and then hopefully some different time zones depending on how late it is for you know a little bit easier for the people that are on the west and the ones that are on the east but i mean even if you're in toronto or uh, or in ontario i guess i should say that it's still not super late uh so um yeah i think that's the one that i'm really looking forward to for a few different reasons
0: awesome yeah i I mean i would agree i think that was gonna be (laughs) that's just gonna be really fun and like i said i'm really excited for the beer tasting and i love music so uh (laughs) but i am excited for the the video content that's going to be released as well just as like i've said it before already it's just (laughs) as coming from somebody who doesn't river surf i think it's gonna really provide a lot of information that uh i just don't know about so awesome yeah um so i guess real quick uh let's run down the dates and maybe where people can Mm. uh you know uh, interact with the the festival this year <laughs>
1: absolutely um so the dates of the actual event are going to be uh friday and saturday so september 18th and 19th um you can get all of the information on slamthefestival.com um so we have an event page there and then you can click on each of the in- individual events if you go to the info page that's where we post the schedule Um, We also have a Slam Festival uh, Facebook group. So that's just another place where you can like find and and ask questions and and share information. If you want to share an event with your friends, it's a little bit easier to do it that way. And we would absolutely love if you tag your friends in posts and and share it and help that circulation and and just bring people into the festival. That really makes it much more exciting for everybody. And then you can also follow us on Instagram at Slam Calgary and that's just like a really nice easy way to like keep up to date we'll put all of our information releases so that's almost like the quick advertisement and then you can go onto the website to get the full details of a thing so we'll do our best to continue to release information on Slam Calgary and that will be like the notification like hey something new is happening check out the website and you know we'll update the links Um, and if you do river surf then you should definitely um, enter our surf contest as well which you can do right now by going on the website the link will kind of put you through all the guide lines there
0: awesome um yeah and i'll have all those links in the episode notes so it should be easy for people to find awesome. uh like uh, all the facebook instagram the website it'll all be in the episode notes so it's really easy for all you guys to find it if you're interested in slam 3.5 um is there any kind of final things that you would like to say or
1: uh no i mean thank you so much for chatting with me about this it's so it's so amazing to be able to share this information with with more people and thank you for your help with the festival this year um it's been so valuable um yeah so i'm really looking forward to you know seeing some new faces virtually this year
0: (laughs) (laughs) awesome thank you very much for being on the podcast again Thanks. If you like this episode of Groove Talk, why not leave a review? You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or pretty much anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Help us break through those evil algorithms and reach the most amount of glorious listeners that we possibly can. For up-to-date information on the show, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can find us at Froggy Style Productions. For more ways to support the show, visit fsproductions.ca.